Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro, and I am your host. I'm recording this episode a week early, which is, I guess, out of character for me because I'm used to doing things so last minute. Oh, my goodness. But one thing I do want to talk about that I brought up in last week's episode is that I am making merch for my show because I'm going to be on podcast row at the United Soccer Coaches Convention next month. I made wristbands. I'm thinking of some other stuff, too. There's going to be stickers, buttons, a bunch of cool stuff. So if you're stopping by in Kansas City, let me know. I'll make sure I'll save you a wristband or a sticker or whatever. There's going to be a lot of stuff. I'm super excited. But speaking of the United Soccer Coaches, I have someone here from there. Would you care to introduce yourself, please? Hi, everyone. I'm Jeff Van Dusen. I'm currently the Director of Operations and Events, but starting January 1st, I will be the new Chief Executive Officer. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. I am, I just like, you know, all these different higher up positions within companies, it just makes when seeing, just hearing about, you know, people getting promoted and all this is just like, whoa, my mom used to be, um, a GM of a, like a small business, uh, before COVID was a thing. And, and then she earned the title of VP and it was just like really cool to sit back and, and watch that happen. So congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited. Still kind of wondering if, uh, you know, what I got myself into here. Um, but no, I'm kidding. This is something been at the, I've been here uh, 10 years and this is something that, uh, you know, I've been in the room as uh, for the past two uh, CEOs and, and uh, been able to devise a plan on how I see the association going forward and, and uh, was lucky enough and, and earned the trust of the board and, and uh, they chose me. So that was, it was pretty exciting. Uh, 80 candidates, by the way. Whoa. So, you know, it wasn't just a shoe in. So it was pretty awesome. It was, it was about nine hours of interviewing. So uh, I'm glad I, I I'm glad I came out on on this end. That's a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of time and a lot of yeah. people. Whoa. And, and you know, it wasn't. You know, the interesting thing is is it's being the internal candidate, right? Uh, it it has some some issues that could uh, that could rise, but I had to prove to the board that you know my vision and of where I see the association going was the correct one. And, and I'm not just the event guy, right? I wasn't just the guy that put on the convention, that I had enough vision uh, uh, for to lead this association to the next level. So speaking of that, what are some things that you're looking forward to doing when you become CEO next month? Wow. Uh, well, first of all, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, everyone at the convention has a great time. It's the largest other annual gathering of, of coaches in the world. Um, we've got about 12 to 14,000 people that come in. And uh, it's just a, the first thing is I'm really excited to see everybody again, be reunited. That's our theme, right? Um, we've got 225 education sessions. Uh, we've got 30 meal and social functions. Um, we actually build three small stadiums there to do, uh, to do live uh, field demonstrations. Um, we've got about uh, 200,000 square feet of exhibit hall. 
so you can walk through and see all the latest and greatest inventions for soccer and, and do some business there. And then, of course, we celebrate. We celebrate a lot, actually, uh, as far as the coaches and players um, and, and their achievements from this past year and, and past two years, to be honest with you. And, of course, we have Podcast Row, which, by the way, you better save me some of that merch. You got to stop by the booth and say hello. It would be nice to meet you in person and all that. Because, like, I – well, this is my second time going to some sort of convention. I was actually mm-hmm. invited to Wizard World Chicago to do my podcast live. And according to the folks there, I had the largest audience for a live podcast recording, which was like, whoa. <laughs> As a 19-year-old, right. it's, it's kind of weird to, like, do all this stuff. Because you're there with – well, I like to – I don't like to call myself an adult because I still feel like when the pandemic started, I was 17 and I'm 19 now. So it's just like, I still feel like a kid kind of. So just to be there with all these other adults and it's kind of like mind blowing a little bit, but I'm super pumped to go. And I'm very, very uh, glad that I was invited. And just like, I love soccer so much. I actually used to be totally against the sport and this it's this whole thing. Um, But I, I, again, I'm so excited to go. Like you have no idea. Me too. I'm excited too. And I feel like I'm a kid at heart too. So, you know, we'll have a good time. For the people that don't know what the United soccer coaches uh, are, can you explain what the purpose of this company is and what you guys do? Sure. We are a membership organization. So we service coaches from youth all the way through professional. We provide education. We provide awards. So when you hear someone say that they're an All-American or their team's in the top 25, hey, we're the number one ranked team or number 10 ranked team in a certain division, that's us. Um, We provide also the All-Americas and Scholar All-Americas for college and high school. And of course, the coaches of the year and the staff of the year. Um, we also give out, uh, in conjunction with the Missouri Athletic Club, um, the soccer's equivalent to the Heisman Trophy, which is the Mac Herman Award for the number one or the best player in um, women's and men's college soccer. And um, so we have also some benefits for coaches, uh, you know, like insurance and advocacy and those type of things. But also we we educate coaches. So uh, educate coaches on how to coach and different uh, aspects within the game. And so that's primarily what we do. And we're a big connector. So we're a big connector within the game. And I, I think it's important for coaches or anybody or, or, or any profession that you're in is, is to be involved in a professional association that helps connect you. And, and so coaches can learn from each other and, and that. So uh, we're based in Kansas City. And we were here, uh, we've been here for since the inception of the association, um, basically um, because the NCAA was here in Kansas City before it moved to Indianapolis. And uh, so convention is is home of the largest coaches association in the world. Pretty cool. I didn't know that uh, NCAA was based in Kansas City before they moved to Indy. Actually, I, I went to their museum that they have down there and it's pretty it's pretty cool i i'm so again so excited to actually go and you know meet people that are a part of this 
Cause like, I, I'm not a coach. Definitely not. I'm 19 years old. I'm a college student, not a coach at all, but I just want to want to get inside these coaches brains a little bit and see like what they're thinking of during games or how they recruit people. You played soccer. You were a soccer coach, which I mean, it's in the name United soccer coaches. Right. I have a feeling that most of the people involved in this organization or maybe all of them you can tell me if i'm wrong or not but our or were coaches you had a lot of coaching experience i did my research what is your favorite coaching experience that you've had actually i i've uh, i've well I, my favorite coaching experience is is everywhere i've gone and i've i've never had the top end uh, schools, uh, as far as you know, I went into a new pro, uh, went into a program, and they were already at the top. And I've taken over several schools, whether it was Hastings College, whether it was uh, starting our women's program at Missouri Southern, and coaching both the men's and women's programs there. Then moving on to Central Missouri, and then finally at the University of Indianapolis, I spent about four years at each place. And every place, I'm proud to say that I we started at one level and then finished at a higher level. For example, I, I think one of the greatest uh, experiences I had was taking a school like Central Missouri, who's never been to the NCAA tournament, and then my last game uh, being at the national tournament for the first time in school history. That was took me four years to build it, but they've never they've never looked back. Ever since I left that school, they've been to the NCAA tournament. And in fact, they've won a national championship since then. So I am I, I, I don't have any research on this or any way to confirm it other than I think it's kind of impossible. But I think I'm the only coach that could say they left a men's program and a women's program. And the next coach came in and won a national championship. So you 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 can look at that one of two ways. Hey, they got, you know, I moved on, which I was never asked to move on, by the way. I want to clarify that, but, or, and the next coach came in and, and, you know, um, made something better of, of what I built, or that's exactly it. Um, I built a foundation and the next coach was, um, was able to, to capitalize on, on a great foundation and, and was able to, I'll win a national championship out of that. So that was at Hastings College for the men and then uh, Central Missouri for the women. I don't know if I'll be able to do that kind of research. That's very like keyword heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. But we'll have someone else look into it. But I don't have, yeah, I don't have, so I would say that's kind of my favorite coaching experience. I, I feel like, you know, of course I could have said, you know, I, I, I loved having all my, uh, the athletes that have gone on and done things professionally um, within their realm of what they went to school for, or my coaching tree or that. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, just coming in and, and taking a program from one level to the next and, and all the friends and connections I made along the way. So for people that don't know, you are actually from the same state that I'm currently in right now, which is Illinois. You grew up, I believe, in the city, right? You grew up in Chicago? Oh, yeah, just in suburbs of Chicago, yeah. Yeah, but basically. 
We'll go with right. the, we'll go with the basically. We all say we're from Chicago, and then you ask what suburb are you from, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I talked about this for um, time's sake. You know, this interview is happening before I upload the interview for next week. But the the I interviewed this person that does this thing called Grow the Game. It's something that she started. It's trying to grow women's sports and getting more girls involved. And she grew up in Chicago. And one thing that she is very particular about is when people that aren't from Chicago saying they're from Chicago. So we had this whole discussion where it's like, yes, Mm -hmm. I admit that I am from Naperville. I know that I'm from Naperville. I know that I'm not from Chicago. But when it comes to places outside of the state, that is when I say when I'm from Chicago. You're right on. Yeah, there's people that I know from Joliet or like Minooka that say that they're from Chicago. And that's what gets me. (laughs) They're farther (laughs) away from the city. Yeah. Way I spent enough. Away. I spent enough downtown time downtown that I I could say that I'm from Chicago, but I never had actually a, a living address there. I'm from the northwest suburbs, but northwest suburbs. Okay. When I from Kansas, I I live in Kansas City now. So when people ask me, yes, I'm from Chicago. And when people come up to my booth in January and they say, "Where are you from?" I'm going to say Chicago, but what does my Twitter bio say? It says that I'm from Naperville. It's just for the sake of, you know. That works. I think it's close. You don't know where it is, but I know where I'm from, but you don't. So I'm just going to make it a little bit easier and say, I'm you know, I'm going to say suburbs of Chicago. All right. That works. The burbs. The burbs. But, you know, since you're from this general area, I have to ask, pubs or socks? <laughs> Um, can I say both? Can I be? No, correct? no, I can't. <laughs> no. All right. Um, yeah, I know. I, 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 here's the thing is I grew up and, uh, I, I went to a lot of, I, I went to a lot of athletic events. My dad was a huge sports fan. We had ticket, tickets for the bears. We had tickets for the Blackhawks and we had tickets for the Chicago sting, as you can see right there behind me. Right. And so, uh, I, I grew up fondly. Uh, with several White Sox players that I loved, right? But ultimately, I have to say I'm a Cubs guy. Whoa. <laughs> Why? Well, I, and, and I, I, I think I went to more games. I think my dad was more of a Cubs guy. Okay. But I used to watch soccer games in the old Comiskey Park and Wrigley Field. And the old Comiskey Park was, was really cool, too. And uh, I loved Carlton Fisk. Uh, I, I, you know, and he was just, a, a, a one of my favorite all-time players. And so, um, but you know, I, I, I would ultimately like to say both. I think if I had to choose one, it'd be Cubs. Sorry. Well, that's the wrong answer. Is that, is, is this the end of the interview now? <laughs> I would just like to say that I make it very well known on the show that I'm a White Sox fan. And if there's people that are like around here, I have to ask because that, that makes yeah. it like this is how the interview is going to go now. If it's I'm just going to be like, mm, I'm just going to be a little. Mm, that's the sound effects I'm, I'm going to use. That's how I feel about Cubs fans. Ozzie Green, Ozzie Gian was a great White Sox player. Uh, Carlton Fisk. I was actually at a game when Carlton Fisk played left field took him out from behind the catcher and then they tried to put him in left field. 
which was a great experience. I think it lasted maybe six or eight games, but that was it. But I think I, it's funny how you're not having any Cubs players, though. <laughs> can, I, can I, right? Uh, can I say, well, Ryan Sandberg, of course. But I, I, look, I, I would say they're pretty even. So don't give me that part of the time. We're, we're all right. So. Okay. All right. I've never met someone that's so like, you know what? I like both. Yeah, that's like true. Them. I'm a Chicago sports fan. I love the Bears. Okay. I love the Blackhawks. Uh, I grew up in the Michael Jordan era. I uh, only went to a few of the games there, but I, I, I mean, I'm still a diehard Bears fan. So it's, it's the way it is. Okay. So, okay. All right. That's okay. I'll, I'll look past it just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Appreciate it. But I looks like I got to get another Sox fan on the show in the near future just so we can have the the balance sorted out correctly. I, that works. But going back to the convention in January, like you said, there's going to be a lot of different stuff happening. And one thing that I feel like most coaches that are going, they're going for the sessions that the live sessions that are happening what do you think are some of the most important sessions that people should be attending? Well, it's interesting. It's, it's with all the sessions that we have, we have customized tracks for people, uh, whether you're a high school coach, uh, uh, whether you're a youth coach, whether you're a college coach, uh, whether you're an assistant coach, um, w- whether you belong to one of our advocacy groups, um, you know, we have customized education, whether you're a club leader. And, and so it, that's like asking me right now, what's one, you know, which one of my three kids is my favorite kid. Uh, I, I, uh, we have some great, we have some, we really have some great presenters. Um, but no matter if you're a youth coach, a high school coach, uh, uh, a college coach, uh, a club leader, you're going to find some amazing education from some great coach educators. So um, that's the big thing. And, and, and you have to remember not all of the best coaches that are out there are great educators. And so we have a lot of, a lot of knowledge floating around the convention, um, you know, from PhDs, from coaches that are, 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 again, I'm going to use that word coach educator because that's different than being a coach. And, um, and teaching uh, our, our attendees on how to be a better coach is different than being a coach that, te- that works on uh, the X's nose of the game uh, to players. So those things are different. And uh, I, of course, you got to say our director of coaching education, Ian Barker, he's opening session is a, is a great session. Um, we've got some big time coaches uh, that are, are really around the psychology of the game, the wellness of athletes, uh, the X knows of the game, uh, advocacy within the game. So there, there are some, some, some great topics and I encourage you, you know, everybody go to the website, which is United soccer coaches convention.org and check it out or download our app too. I mean, that's fine too, but that's, uh, uh, you know, 225 educations altogether. That's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a big number. I actually, I downloaded the app so I can kind of figure out what's going on while I'm there. 
And one thing I was scrolling through the presenters and the the folks that are going to be there. And one thing that I saw is there's a few names from the NWSL, which is like, whoa, the people that I watch on TV are going to be at the convention. And it's like, that's really cool. So normally the NWSL player draft is at our event, but due to the soccer calendar this year, they had to move it to December. Uh, But every year going forward, uh, they anticipate that the draft will be at our event. Um, their preseason actually starts the same day you start uh, your spring semester, so on the 24th. So they had to move some things around. They're, they have big time regret that they can't be at, at our event, but we do have Laura Harvey, who you need to check her out. She is, not only is she a great uh, coach on the field, uh, successful coach, but she's a fantastic coach educator as well. So she would be a highlight that I would say, yes, she go check her session out. I feel like even though I'm not in the world of like playing soccer or coaching, it's just like, I kind of want to see what, what she has to say. Cause I think she's one of the most respected coaches in the game. You, you go to her session. You're going to feel like you can coach your team now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, to be able to play soccer. I, I feel like. I'm, I'm kind of done with, with athletics. I've talked about it on my show, but I've played a sport like every year since like preschool to the end of high school. And so I just, I'm kind of just chilling now. Well, when I transfer somewhere, I'm going to play Frisbee because that's the last sport I played in uh, high school, but I'm going to be doing the ultimate Frisbee, even though it's not a real high school. It's not a real sport in high school or college. That's all right. It's, it's, you know, you got to do something that's fun too, but make sure you support your soccer teams at whatever school you decide to go to. Right. Yes. I actually, um, wherever I go, I want to be a student manager. I feel like that's something cause I did it with the girls basketball team at my high school, but I, something about working with the players and the coaches is really exciting and fun for me. So I just, I want to get in there and see what's going on. I want to work in the NWSL one day. I feel like that's, yeah. That's one of my bigger dreams. Well, guess what? What? At the convention, you can network with all these people. Oh, I know. I'm very excited about that part. All right. All right. That's the key. I, that's the, one of the favorite things about the convention. I, I was telling my family, like, this person is going to be here and this person and that person. I've seen that person on TV before. And it's just like this whole thing. I'm, I'm very excited. Like, cannot explain enough how excited I am to like be with all these different kinds of people. It's just like a weird, but rewarding thing to be a part of. You will always come to the convention. I promise. Okay. I just, I next time it needs to be in Chicago. That's all I'm saying. We were there in 19. Well, that I didn't, I wasn't a part of the soccer world back then. So when are we going back there? We're going back in 2025. Wow, that's a while from now. Do you guys go to McCormick? Is that where it's at? Yes. McCormick. That's what I thought. I was talking to someone about it the other day, and I was like, it has to be at McCormick. Where else are they going to have it? Okay. That's good to know. I'll plan accordingly. (laughs) 23 is in um, Philadelphia, and 24 is in Anaheim. So... Mm -hmm. That's uh, we've got it booked all the way to 2033. So, wow. 
Yeah, I don't know if I can go to to those places, but I think I can go back to Chicago, honestly. I don't think let's see, in terms of school, I wouldn't be close to to be able to travel to those places, but Chicago I will keep in the back of my mind. I hope you had time to think about this because now it's time for this question. If you could describe the United Soccer Coaches in three words, what would they be? And you cannot say United Soccer Coaches. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, three words. Can I explain them? Should I say the word and then explain it? or do You, you want- can say the full thing and then you can explain your answer. Okay. So my three words are service, networking, and home. Okay. Okay. So I'll start with home. I think we're the home of coaches. Right. That's where coaches come to educate themselves. They come to uh, learn. And uh, and so that is an opportunity for coaches to, um, you know, obviously better their their craft to be a better coach for better players. And I, I, I think it's also home from the standpoint of this association, when I joined in 1995, has been a part of my career all the way through. Whether I was looking for jobs, uh, whether I needed more education, whether uh, I was had a job and I, I, I had players that uh, deserved recognition, we, they were able to be recognized. Um, and if I needed to do the business side of the sport, whether I needed equipment or whatever, this is where I went to go find those connections, right? So it's the home of of coaches. Uh, The networking, again, some of my best friends, some of my best colleagues have been from this sport. And someone that I've met at the convention or met through a coaching course or met through being on a committee. So the networking aspect, and I've gotten, and you never get a job by just applying for a job. Right. You always get a job by what? Knowing someone. Right. It's who, you know. And so networking is a huge part of who we are and a huge part of the convention. So I guarantee you, if you start networking with those NWSL connections, that's what's going to happen. Right. If you start networking with some of those schools you're looking at and say, hey, I want to come be your manager. Guess what? They know who you are rather than just a piece of paper. So that's what I think. And that's. Uh, so I love the networking aspect of our association and then service. So that's my job here um, now as the new CEO is to make sure that we understand our national office, which we've got about 27 people working here, that we're a service to the coaches. We work for the coaches and how can we better serve the coaches? What benefits do we provide? How can we advocate for the coaches and uh, how do we get coaches what they need to make their job easier? That's that's it. So home networking and service. Those three good ones. Best answer you've ever had, even from a Cubs fan. <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. Though. I like how detailed it was and how you explained everything. That was really good. A lot of people, when I ask them to like describe whatever in a certain amount of words, they're like, well, I don't know. That was a good answer. I'll give All you right, that. good. I'll, for a Cubs fan, that was pretty good. I'll, I'll give you that one. Now it's time for our lightning round questions. Are you Uh-oh. ready? 
Okay. I asked this, the first question for every lightning round is the same. It is, if you're reading a book slash listening to an audiobook or a book you've read in the past, what is something that you uh, can recommend to the people that are listening to the show? Podcast. I like podcasts. I like to listen to Entree Leadership. What's and that about? That is about, basically, it's about entrepreneurship, right? If you want to be an entrepreneur and, you know, you own a small business or, or what, it's, it's about leadership. On, on sales, it's about, you know, connecting with your staff, how to build a staff, how to build a product, those type of things. So Entree Leadership is really good. It's a, actually a Dave, Dave Ramsey product. Um, so I really love the guests that they have in there that, that are people that have uh, made it um, as far as the business world and, and they share secrets and, and they teach others on how to be a good leader and how to build their businesses. So I take a lot of keys from that. So Entree Leadership. I don't know if... Um... Depends on people's music taste, but do, do you listen to stuff on Spotify? I was going to ask if you had a Spotify wrapped. I don't know if you have that or not. I, I don't. I have, I have Amazon Music. I Amazon listen. Music. Okay. Yeah. You're like the first person to say that they use Amazon Music on here. I've had someone use Pandora, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon. This is a first. This is a first for the show. Okay. What do you listen to on Amazon Music then? I, I'm... Anywhere from classic rap, okay, that's not my first choice, but I do. Uh, I, 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 I'm a country music fan as well, so I love Chris Stapleton, and then of course classic rock. So it's a, a good mix. It, it depends on the time of day, and it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm riding my bike, I want a little bit more upbeat, and you know we've got uh, a little bit more of that classic rock. It gets kind of gets me going, right? If it's the end of the day and I'm just driving home, I got about a 35 minute drive. I just kind of throw on my, um, uh, you know, the the country music product, Chris Stapleton, that, and we just kind of just roll on home with that. Very interesting. So, if you could describe your personality using a color. What would it be? A color. Uh, let's go orange. Why? Orange because I feel like I'm, I, I can be on fire at times, right? But I can also be chill, right? Yellowish in the orange is kind of like a little bit, you know, a little bit more, you know, laid back where the orange, you know, the orange, the a little more reddish is the on fire, right? And it's something you, you, you can, it's visible. Interesting. You know, I, there's not a lot of orange lovers on this show that come on here. I feel like orange is a color that people stay away from, including myself, but. That's, well, you saw how the bears played a couple of weeks ago when they were there in orange jerseys. And so I don't, anyway. I don't watch football or Sorry. I've tried to get into football and it's just like, I don't even know who to root for at this point because the Bears aren't that great. But that's a conversation that's, that's true. for another day. We could have a whole podcast on that. <laughs> Since this is going to be my Christmas week episode and it's the holiday season, I need to know what is your go-to holiday song? 
My go-to holiday song. Yes. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. I've got a 14-year-old that when I drive her to school every morning and when I get a little attitude or she gives me a little attitude, not that she ever does, you know, just doesn't want to talk to me in the morning. Sometimes that happens, you know. I turn on the Christmas music just to kind of annoy her even more. Is that bad for me to say and admit out loud? So, um, you know, I, I, that's a great question. Um, I don't really have a go-to one. Like uh, something, if, if you're with your family, this is the one that everybody sings together or yeah. something like that. Have a holly jolly Christmas. That's, that's probably the one that comes to mind. You know, when you're going through the mall or something like that, that, that seems to always be on and it's stuck in your head the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised, you know, you didn't say the, that one Mariah Carey song. Cause that's my, I feel like that's my go-to with my sister. Cause my sister is four years younger than me. Mm. And so, well, she starts listening to Christmas music in September. Cause she's weird. She's one of those, huh? She is one of those. She wants you to decorate for Christmas before Halloween. Yeah. She's like so into that music and it's very annoying for me because it's like, I don't want to hear it until the second week of December at least. (laughs) But that's just me. If you were currently playing soccer right now with like all the rules and whatever that's going on, what position would you play and why? Well, I played goalkeeper all growing up. I'd continue to play goalkeeper. I think goalkeeper is one of those positions that you get better with age. And I'm old, so I think I'd be pretty good. Although I'm not as mobile. but uh, And I think that really, to be honest with you, I, I, I think a lot of, well, I know a lot of, former goalkeepers have gone on to be very good coaches. So I feel like uh, goalkeepers make good coaches just because they can see the whole field and see how plays develop and that type of thing. The interesting aspect of coaching, the X's and O's of it, I I think goalkeeper would definitely be it. Although you got to be a little crazy to do that. And, and I used to wear orange. So nice. Okay. (laughs) Actually, I used to be a goalie as well in high school. I, my second year of soccer, which was my last year, but I was a starting goalie for my JV soccer team at Juliet Catholic, along with my um, other friend. We we switched in the uh, after the first half, so one of us would start and then the other one would go on later. But goalie was something that I decided to try because I didn't want to do something during tryouts. So I was like, I'm just going to go and try the goalie thing. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, I'm, I feel like I would do that again. So you mean you didn't want to run? I, y- yeah, I didn't want to run. Actually, I love running. That is something that I like to do. But there was just, it was some dumb drill that I didn't want to do. And I was like, I'm going to go over there and try what this is. And then I became starting goalie. There you go. No one wanted to do it. And so I just volunteered myself. Did not end up well for me. We lost games by double digits sometimes, and that is all on me. But not all on you. It takes eleven to play. And there's I, ten that people. is very true. That is it, very true. There was there were ten players in front of you. Yes. That, that we'll go with that. Had to beat. So 
you know. Those four years ago, who cares about that anymore? And it's not a it's not a big deal. My final lightning round question for you is if you could play under any coach, dead or alive, who would it be and why? There is um there are so many. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, back to my high school coach, he's still alive, and from Monoline High School, and I'd say Dave Ekstrom. The guy, you know, he didn't go on to win any major awards or anything along those lines. He was so, he was so humble. He was so caring. He was so into it. And he was just a great leader for me and let, uh, and he had some adversity that he had to deal with. Um, and, and he just handled it with class and he was just a first rate uh, gentleman on the sidelines. And I, I just really enjoyed playing for Dave. And so it was Dave extra. So it's a great question. And totally unexpected answer, by the way. What's that? Totally unexpected answer, by the way. I thought you were going to say someone from like England or whatever. No, this is good. It was my experience. And and I really enjoyed playing high school ball. And um, that that was kind of a happy place for me. And and I enjoyed putting that jersey on and representing my high school. and, And we were a little bit of underdogs and we overachieved. And I think a lot of that had to do is we we took on um, the attitude of our head coach and and I and I still use some of those lessons that um, he, he taught us today. So that was pretty cool. Similar to Ted Lasso. Have you seen that? Yes, I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso. All right, All right. that's good. So now that the lightning round questions are over, that means today's interview is over. But before. Before we end things here today, you get to plug away. You get to to tell people where to follow you, what what to do, whatever. Like recommend stuff for folks. Plug away. All right. Um, well, first of all, uh, United Soccer Coaches. I I think if you're a soccer coach, you need to be in Kansas City, January nineteenth to the twenty third. And uh, you can find all, all the information on UnitedSoccerCoachesConvention.org. Or if you're a soccer coach and can't make it to the convention, you should become a member. And that's found on unitedsoccercoaches.org. So uh, my Twitter, I'm a big Twitter guy. I love Twitter. Um, in fact, Brandon, who, who, who hooked me up uh, with this podcast and that, and he's our digital marketing guy here at the association. Um, so my Twitter is at Jeff Van Dusen, G-E-O-F-F. B-A-N-D-E-U-S-E-N. So that's it's really the social media that I like to uh, to post on and, and get my news and all that kind of good stuff. I do Facebook too, but, you know, it is what it is. So, And uh, I, I have really Instagram only for one reason, and that's just to be entertained. So but that's all you got? United, yeah. United Soccer Coaches. Well, of course, you could uh, you know, LinkedIn, I'm pretty traditional in that, that aspect too, but I got a big job to do here. So I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but I, I do, I do love, uh, I do love me some Twitter. 
Nice. I'm also on the Twitter, which is a great segue because you get to hear my spiel now. And this okay. is the worst slash best part of the episode because I don't plan out what, what I say. I just let it happen and whatever happens, happens. Are All you right. ready for this? Go for it. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I'm on three platforms on Twitter and Facebook. It's the same handle at WSM podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Women sports matter. Do you want to see this actual interview on a TV screen or your computer screen or even your phone? Hey, I'm on YouTube. You can go and look up the Women sports matter podcast on YouTube we are 12 subscribers strong. We're growing slowly but surely. So if you want to go and subscribe and see this live interview, you can do that. That is a thing. So go ahead, like, and subscribe. I feel like such a, such a YouTuber right now, but this is a podcast. So it's just a podcast that I'm doing. It's not that big of a deal. But also, if you're listening on a podcast platform and you're not subscribing or following whatever the language is for that, you know, if you're on Spotify, make sure you follow the pod, subscribe wherever you can. It helps me out and it lets you know when I have an episode. Also, give me a review wherever you can. Apple Podcasts, I think Listen Notes has something. Tell me how I'm doing. Tell me how I can improve. You can also message me on social media. And if you want to send me an email, if you want to come on the show, you have a guest idea, let me know. It's linked down below. It's the Woman Sports Matter podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to be in Kansas City, like I've said a million times today in this episode. If you have not registered for the United Soccer Coaches Convention, what are you doing? Link is down below. Okay? So you got to go. You got to go and say hi at Podcast Row for me. You got to check out these awesome sessions by these coaches and Go check out just the awesome people of, in the world of soccer, okay? It's going to be great because I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's going to be a lot of great folks there. So you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what you're going to see. So you just got to go. You got to go to Kansas City. I'm super excited to go record my show live, meet some fantastic people, and just hang out with everyone for once in a big group setting because I haven't done that in a while. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped. And I've got a bunch of other resources linked down below, like registering to vote. If you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, there's a link for that. It's vaccines.gov. Just a bunch of other great resources down below. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. Again, my name is Gianna Castro, and I am your host, I'm going to go enjoy my beautiful week of Christmas stuff because got a busy week, got a lot of Christmas traditions that I got to do with my fam. I can't wait to see some of my family again since Thanksgiving. And so I'm going to go and do some stuff with my family, but I hope everyone has a nice holiday, whatever you're celebrating. Okay, I'm going to go now. Thank you again for listening to another episode. That's all, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.